Okay. What up, everybody? Wow. I didn't, Look at you, I didn't Austin. Where are you? I'm in a whole new world right now. We uh we had tropical storm. I don't even know what the name of the tropical storm is, but there's some tropical storm hitting the East Coast, and it was insane. Did you see anything fish about that from like your I, New York I, friends? Literally, like an hour before I spoke to you, I started seeing things like yeah, in, on it, Facebook. It was crazy. Like everything, trees and all share knocked down. A, a 18 wheeler got flipped over on the Verrazano. So like by my house, where like all the bridges, there was so much traffic, and everyone was just parked for like hours, like two three hours, and I have no power, so I had to come to my wife's mom's house to get this podcast going. So we're in a different location now, but it still works. We're still good. We're still here. How is it out there driving? Uh, it's just the same shit, like debris all over the streets, like trees, garbage, like house awnings and stuff like that. Like it's crazy. Full streets. Yeah, are 2020 like is just, just amazing. We, What's like, next? The flood? Yeah. I don't know. We, we've had hurricanes no before. Yeah. We've had like full on hurricanes that weren't, this is just a tropical storm, quote unquote, but we've had full hurricanes that weren't, that didn't seem this bad. So I don't know what the hell this shit came strong though. I'm telling you, this season ends with aliens. That would be like a plus. I would be hyped on that. If season of this TV <laughs> like show, like, 2020. Yeah. I yeah. would be hyped on that. That would actually be interesting. See, this shit is like, no, we don't need this shit. Some yeah. aliens come by, it'd be, cool. It'd be interesting for about five seconds until they make us their slaves. <laughs> <laughs> like, what up, aliens? Have right. a slice of pizza. <clears throat> well, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, appreciate everyone joining us we have you know i keep saying it's special guests but we keep having really special guests i really loved our last episode if you haven't seen that that. people love that check that out the Derek henderson episode man we got to have him on again Mm -hmm. um so that was incredible but yeah today we have montre extremely excited about that we've been wanting him on for a while since like the beginning but you know in the beginning we you know before this covid we did everything live so it was tough to get it. It was like uh, elusive at the time, but you know, now we're doing this. So it opened up the door and we we're very lucky to get Montre on the show. Montre should have been number one. But first, oh damn, that was loud. <laughs> okay, gonna, gonna do my spiel. You know, I saw someone um, shout out, I forgot, damn, I don't even know the name, but I sh- shout out to uh, the homie supporting this, the spiel. I saw someone was like, yeah. Yeah, I saw like some comments. Yeah. <laughs> I told you people like it. Mm. Yeah, please um, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, YouTube, subscribe if you aren't already. Hit the notification bell. If you're watching right now live, hit the like button. These interactions and the comments and all these things, they really help uh, boost us something about algorithms. I don't know. I failed calculus in high school. But you (laughs) you get the idea. Boost our thing up. Um, So yeah, Instagram, give us a follow. Um, Go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. If you like our thing, give us a comment. Um, Share the video. We also have a Patreon. And um, if you want to support us in that way, we appreciate all the support. But hey, we have a new thing that we do now where we, with our guests, we offer them half of the money that we receive during the super chats. So if you're inclined, if you are watching this and you want to ask Montre a question, send through a super chat, half the money goes to him and your question gets bumped to the front. And that's uh, that's our way of, you know, we're going to try to brainstorm more, but our way of trying to get a few bucks into the skater's pockets and a way of, uh, you know, you to interact directly with us, with him. But yeah, so that's the spiel. Yeah, along those lines, um, with the money that we raised uh, the other day with Derek Henderson's episode, uh, I tried giving him the money today and he was as if that guy can't be any better than he already is. He was like, he's like, I don't even want the money. You guys keep it, put it back in the jump street. So he wouldn't even like accept the money that we tried offering him from his episode that you all the 
Derek Henderson fans that donated. So I don't everybody like who did, everyone who did donate in the Patreon, I mean, in the uh, super chats for the last episode with Derek Henderson, it went back in the jump street. So even we're gonna have to love that man. We're gonna have to take, <laughs> we're gonna have to like sneaks, buy him some like bagels from New York and like vacuum seal them and ship them. Just yeah, Blading Cup. We're gonna hook him some up. Some kind of token of our appreciation because that was a hell of a podcast, man. What yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, also, now time for my spiel. Hopefully, people start liking my spiel as much as your spiel. But everyone check out hitbomb.com. It's gonna take some time. I know you gotta build up to it, right? Practice. You gotta build that clout. Come everyone on. check out hitbomb.com. Yeah, <laughs> for the uh for your 100 percent organic CBD rich oils and um bombs. So if you have any pain skating over the weekend, you know, those hard days at the session, rub it over your muscles, have them, uh, your joints, everything like that, all your sore muscles, you'll feel way better after rubbing the hip bomb on it. So check that and out. Also the also, droplets, man. And the droplets. Mm-hmm. And the droplets. Don't forget to use code JUMPSTREET for 15% off your entire order. So mm-hmm. check them out, hipbomb.com. I've been using this stuff pretty frequently myself. I'd be using it. The other day I had to go out skating and I had plans to go out skating, but I woke up and I was like, eh, I'm a little sore. Yo, it helps. Filled the droplet up to the top, blasted it down. Yeah. Ooh, did a little shimmy. A little shimmy. Way. Yeah, I know nice. my, my, my calf was hurting randomly the other day. I think I did too many like fish brain type tricks and my calf was hurting for the one foot and I put some like hit bomb on it, rubbed the, uh, the, the bomb on it. And I Just was like good in like 10 minutes. I was like, damn. No, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Everyone should check that out. Also, I just wanted to quickly mention before we get on with our special guest, this is episode 69 and it was also the business 69th episode this week too. Oh, was it? Celebrating our 69th episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shout out biz. Yeah. Shout out biz. Everyone check out biz. What's this thing called again on, on, um, later union? Uh, we forgot the name of his dude. That's very unprepared. (laughs) That is unprepared. That's unprepared. (laughs) Come on, <laughs> blading news with the biz. You mentioned the shout out, man. I did mention the shout out. I just—it's just the biz, you know. It's just the biz. Yeah, it's just the biz. But sh- big shout out to the biz. Sixty-nine. We're celebrating our 69s together. So, boom. Word. And should we just move into it now? I think so. Is that I'm it? starting to see some people fill up in the chat room. Some people real excited, and you okay. know, they've heard—they've heard what we had to say okay. enough. Here, are Dave Lang, Steve Pimp. Shred Major, Doug Williams, Dale Tan, all these people. This week in blading Montre. is what it's called. This week. <laughs> Shout out Doug Williams. How did we you. fuck that up? Dude. How did we fuck that up? This week in blading. It's how your boy. Did you, how, did you, how did you mess that <laughs> how did you? up? How did you mess That's that up? That's all me. That's all my fault right there. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'll take some responsibility. But without further ado, let's everybody welcome the man of the hour, Montre Livingston. Hey. Yes. You see me? Yeah. Right, we see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ready too. I was just watching. I was just watching a little bit. So, <laughs> so you knew you were prepared a little bit. Sick. Dude, yeah, look you at you with your satchel of PBR right next to you. <laughs> For sure, man. I had to get ready. You changed what the setup a little bit. It's uh, it's just a little PBR bag that's kind of a cooler. Keep some cold, but not necessarily really a cooler. You can still put ice in it, but yeah. Tight. It looks like a Happy Meal bag. It's an adult yeah. Happy Meal bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I also think you're the first person on Jump Street in 69 episodes to be smoking weed on the show. Congratulations. <laughs> For real? 
Yeah, I've been wanting to do it for 68 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to now. Yeah. Man, well, you know, it is the first time. We'll figure it out. But how you doing, man? How's everything? I'm good, man. Everything's great, you know? Just yeah. Now, hanging in there. I'm sure, that, I'm sure this whole thing messed up your, your year of traveling because normally... Yeah, from what says, I know, yeah, you, you stay pretty, pretty busy, man. You stay pretty on an airplane. So uh, <laughs> did this affect your, I mean, obviously it affected everyone's, but do you have any like plans to, to do anything in, in have been middle at, of all this? At blading camp now, no? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be in Spain right now for blading right. camp. That's, That's kind of what I was thinking. We got our camp going on right now, actually. Um, it's going, it's going like, it's actually great that we got to do it again this year, but definitely sucks that I couldn't make it out. Um, actually, what, what happened was I was getting my flights to go and our city, like my actual whole state, got put back into phase one. Mm. So it it basically restricted us from flying out. So I couldn't actually fly out of anywhere. Like I couldn't fly in the States or anything or out of the States. So yeah, it bummed me out. But at the same time, it's my first time being home in the summer with my kids and family for like I don't know how many years you know so yeah was, you're always gone in the summer yeah absolutely so it's it was kind of like a the good and a bad thing you know right like, like definitely definitely didn't really get too pissed about it yeah lose a little bit gain a little bit yep for sure for sure that's cool yeah, yeah. well shoot man um I know Austin's got some questions but since I got the mic and started going on already. Um, you know, I met you a long time ago, Manchi, and as long as I met you, you were like, you were only just a few years into skating. You were already so incredibly good. Like, I think it's fair to say you have a natural inclination for skating. But how did you get... How did you get... Oh, yeah. thought I was from Europe because he never heard no an way. accent from New York like mine. <laughs> no way. You serious? Yeah. He was like, oh, this guy's from Europe. I remember Montre was known as in New York, at least, as Dre's prodigy. No, during like the B Unique days and shit. It's pretty much known everywhere as Dre's prodigy. Right, like that's when. when yeah, that I don't even know how long ago it was at this point, but it was with like the, the Sean and Colin Kelso, myself. We were going down to Atlanta to stay with Jewel, and we passed by, stayed, skated with you guys. And Dre was like, "This guy, Montre, you got to see him. You got to see him." So we're watching you just ripping off the bat, just incredible, like just the best already. But I'm curious, like, how you started, because I know, if I'm not mistaken, I think you have some skateboarding roots in the beginning, or, like, how did you, what, what's your beginning story like? I love the story of how you started skating. Yeah, well, um, technically, I started at, like, the age of four, um, in some apartments we were living in when I was really, really young, uh, I had a, a babysitter, and she had some rollerblades, and whenever she would babysit me she would just take me out with her and since I was like old enough to walk and kind of run around she would put me in them every once in a while so fast forward her not being my babysitter anymore she gave me those skates those rollerblades so I had to be about five or six at this time so at this point now I'm getting a little older I'm seeing x games and whatnot so I started getting into skateboarding like everybody else was yeah and um, I was skateboarding hard, but at the same time, I was still rollerblading as hard, you know, still meeting new mm -hmm. friends on each side. 
each end of the cord, I guess. Oh, cool. So, so, so you didn't abandon the blades? Oh, no. Oh, no. I always stayed on my blades. Anytime I went to the skate park, I took them both. And, and so eventually, um, the skateboard homies I had at the time started hating on me for rollerblading. But my rollerblade homies didn't hate on me for either one. They like just were like, yeah, you could probably do both of those in the X Games, you know, if you keep getting good or whatever. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Sick. So I kind of stirred more to the blading and kind of stopped skateboarding just because I didn't want to hang out with those guys at the time. Right. And they were older than me. So, you know, the influence was just really big. Yeah. It, kind of, it, it hurt is what it did. It hurt. Totally, man. That sounds hurtful. Yeah. And weren't, weren't you sponsored and shit, skateboarding? Yeah, I had a shop you sponsor. Good. Yeah, I was uh, I was still pretty good. I mean, that's why, I mean, I still love skateboarding and I definitely don't hate on any skateboard. I don't hate on anybody. You know? Yeah, no, you're definitely not like that. Oh, wheels. But um, yeah, no, skateboarding was the shit, man. I loved it. It was, it is, it is dope. It is still dope. And yeah, safe. if it wasn't for me skateboarding and actually getting good like I was, at skateboarding, I wouldn't have the strides that I have for a little bit now. Is it is it fair to say that you were when you there was a connection with you in the boots though? Because like I said, like my impression when I first met you, I think Trey said you were only skating like two and a half years at that point. It was yeah, just yeah. way beyond that level in so many ways. Like the style wasn't like as refined as when you got older, but you the tricks and this the consistency and everything. So I feel like I'm not sure how you were with skateboarding, but I feel, is it fair to say? You had that well, in blading. I started aggressive skating because I mean it's still come still along in the same era of me meeting the rollerblader homies and you know learning about aggressive skating. But my first time actually seeing aggressive skating was in X Games and I saw Frankie, and uh, I was like, yo, that's a black dude with real big saggy pants doing all hair like mine. <laughs> what they were, yeah, killing the course. And from then on, I was like, oh, I need to be like that dude. Right. <laughs> That's sick. And um, it kind of, then I really, really got more into it and started leaving my skateboard at home. And just, then I ended up meeting Dre. And this was, yeah, around like, I would say around three to four years, around when I actually started like really hanging around with Dre and Kenny and everybody. But when I first met Dre, yeah, I was probably a year and a half, two years in the skating. And so okay, was, so I was meeting Dre like, oh shit, like this is Dre Powell now. You're only skating for a year or or year and a half. I didn't. I like. I knew who he was. I knew he was a pro. And but we also had like the homies, like Philip Gripper, who's the the homie, the homie. And but he he was also one of those um, sponsored skaters that would come to the park randomly. You know, because he didn't live in Charlotte. So when you would see these big names that you didn't really know them, it was always a big hype. And obviously, Dre was the biggest hype, and Will Gordon was, like, the other biggest hype. Totally. Oh, and um, Tim. Taylor. Tim Taylor, yeah. Yeah. Those three were, like, some of the three biggest names. But Tim was know. from South Carolina, so it's a little different. Yeah, so Philip. Yeah. Was oh, that's right. I forgot Phil. He's been in Charlotte for so long. I forgot. Yeah. Dre like was born in Columbia, I think. 
Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know that either. We're getting a Dre lesson right now. I think it was born in South Carolina. I mean, don't don't quote me on that. Dre, let us know in the comments if you're in there. <laughs> one one thing I remember you you saying, I could have sworn you either I heard you say this or you told this to me, but talking back on like how you split off from skateboarding and rollerblading, you told me like you were at a skate park and you brought your blades and your skateboard and like a skateboarder was there in town, someone you looked up to or one of like the best skateboarders in town. And he was like, dog, you can't like come through with both of them. You got to choose just one. And then you looked at him and you looked at each and you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to take the blades then. And he said like from there, you were just strictly blader. Yeah. Yeah. It comes back to like back in the day when it was just, I was literally skateboarding more than I was rollerblading. And then it just became a thing where like, more of the guys that were actually sponsored skateboarders that lived in Charlotte were just like, nah, bro. And I mean, even at this at this age, I don't, I don't, I can't even like hate on them for it. But at yeah. the same time, it was just, you know, hurtful for being. I was young, you know. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad they pushed me to be a rollerblader. But yeah. I still with my homies. Not those guys. I don't know those guys no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's actually you know, it's it's good to see some things changing. But um, I think just like everyone kind of got used to that being just a part of like the skateboard culture, and not trying to bash them or anything for it. But I think yeah. like blading was always like the more welcoming, and skateboarding was like the more like exclusive. So mm -hmm. whatever, that's natural. <laughs> And I like that it grew out of that because all my homies now that skateboard that live in Charlotte are literally all my homies. Like they'll put on some rollerblades if they they know I can skateboard. Like we've gone through the trials and tribulations of me being like, I'll play you and skate for your board and beat them and skate and break <laughs> their board so they respect. Like that's sick. <laughs> that is sick. You know, <laughs> you know, that was like just a thing because like why not? You know, if like I have the skill, yeah, and y'all just want to come and disrespect and play you in a friendly game of skate for your board. If I if I lose, you can just take my skates and do what you want with them. Which you probably just throw them in a the dumpster. Mm -hmm. So, ideally, most of the time I either break the board or I act like I was gonna break it, and then be like, "See, here, you can have it back." And once yeah. once game anyway. of, like where like if any younger kids would come up with because skateboarding got so big here in Charlotte. But um a lot of the younger kids would come up and be like, oh shit, there's rollerbladers here in the in the fucking spot, man. Let's go somewhere else. Some of the crew would be like, yo, you don't even know who the fuck you're talking to. Like these dudes are like for real, man. Like go meet them and talk to them and see and, and I didn't have to do anything anymore. It's actually pretty tight. That's sick, man. <laughs> That's actually such a cool story. Like there's there's a few bladers that can pull that move. Like um mm -hmm. one of them's like actually this guy in Boston. He's really good at skateboarding bowls and, and blading. And Bellino's, I think, one of those guys who can like take someone's someone's skateboard and skate better than them. There's there's a few obviously, like you know, Shima was really good on a skateboard. Feinberg was really good on a John skateboard. John Bergeron, too. John Bergeron. But it's like, man, that's probably such an empowering feeling that I think probably a lot of bladers wish they had access to. Like right when like a skateboarder's talking shit, being like, "Oh, cool, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, okay, disrespect I'll me. Let that. me see your board. <laughs> we'll play that for skate." And then you end up with that's got to be like the coolest feeling, man. And uh, definitely, 
definitely felt good back in the day. But at the same time, nowadays, I like every board that I broke, I look back like, man, that was a dick move. That was a dick move. You should have just chilled out. But and we're all, we were all growing up and learning, you know? No. I mean, once it became a standard, it was like, ah, you know, I only had to break three boards. But. <laughs> And it's, it's not like <laughs> only it's, had to break not three every every um, time either. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes if I was ending up to be losing, I just be like, "Yo, I either quit, or or I keep going and be like, "Yo, you want my skates?" But the dude would be like, "No, nah, I want your skates." But you're he would still respect me for playing him in the game of skates. Like, "Yo, you're pretty good." That was yeah. You know, it was That's sick. Mutual understanding of I like you were shit talking. Now, now we homies. At yeah. The because I'm not gonna basically, I guess someone like 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 that person, like you're not gonna earn their respect on blades. So like you'd be like, here, give me your thing. Let me show you what I'm made of. That's cool. It would have been so savage if you were like, yeah, I only had to break like three boards, and then you were like, oh, these are the boards right here, and you have them like hung behind your bed. <laughs> just trophies. Don't even break yeah, them. Like trophy heads. Like souls. <laughs> be like, yo, I'm collecting souls. But he's collecting boards. <laughs> Like metal is all hell. Yeah. <laughs> like that empty wall back there behind you. If that was like three cracked decks, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, this one's from back in two thousand and eight. Jump talking smack. That'd be so sick. That would have been so good. Yeah, oh, incredible. Uh, hey man, you know I'm actually curious uh, if a story that I know of you that that you told me that I thought was really interesting. That I was you know wondering if you'd be down to share since you know you're. You're the first person smoking weed on the show. Again, congratulations. I'm a little jealous, but let's let's talk about weed. The Elon because, Musk of Jump Street. Because you're you're a bit of an advocate of weed, but I remember you telling me like you being like a really hyper young man and and bad in school and having mm -hmm. all these problems and the how like weed actually helped you. That's actually a pretty cool story. I don't know if you want to get into that. Oh, I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, I was shit when I was younger. Like, like a bad kid. Like definitely a bad kid, but mainly only bad when I was not around my family. Like when mm. I wasn't at home. When I was at home, I was chill. Because, you know, I didn't want to get punched in the chest by my definitely. mom. You know, that was real. Yeah. You know, became non existent once we all got older. So, mm. you know, you gotta hit me with a belt and she knew that. Mm -hmm. So it's you know, real parenting. I, I like it. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I was shit in school, man. I didn't like taking authority from anyone, especially other guys. I think that stemmed from like me growing up without my actual dad, but mm -hmm. I still had father figures. So it it was just me acting out. But yeah, dude, bro, I did so much bad shit in school that I just can't even think of like the number, like stabbing people <laughs> in the hands with pencils and shit, and <laughs> oh, just just pranks that just gone wrong, just the worst. But at the same time, I started smoking like really, really, really young. Like I think my first hit of pot was around like six or seven years old. What? Yeah, that's yeah, just getting yeah. initiated, like trying to go through Rastafarianism and all of that. That's what I was saying. I think you got introduced to it through that, from oh, what I remember. Okay. Yeah, and it was, uh, I mean, it was like through a chillum, like this wooden 
thing. Like I didn't know what the fuck it was then. I know what it was on. It was it was crazy. It was almost like hallucinogenic hallucinogenic. Like I was freaking out, but it opened up I don't know, my mind. <laughs> it made it gave me that sense of like, man, I don't really care about all this spiritual stuff with this, but this is cool. Like this is yeah. I feel chill. Calm, yeah. And I stopped taking medicine like when I was like fourteen or something. So when I could tell my mom I don't want to take medicine, because I thought I always thought medicine was like weird. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure around like 14, 15, my mom knew at this point I was smoking. But, yeah. You know, this was something I hit. I didn't smoke weed every day when I was that young. It was right. like, oh snap, like this is that time I'm about to smoke. And it mm-hmm. was cool. Um yeah, I mean, it just gave me this change, dude. This like wave yeah. of I don't I can I can react to my reactions before they happen you know like it's made me stop being such a bad person or a bad kid not necessarily bad but you know a dickhead right and brought me to life you know totally no i was i was curious to ask you about that because i just remember you telling me like yeah you're like y'all was so bad i was bouncing off the walls and then when you were introduced weed the proper way through like uh, Rastafarianism and just like in a controlled environment that you were like, whoa. And then it was like, hey, if you're good in school, you could do this again. And then you were like on your best behavior, you told me. <laughs> so I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's before I started finding it myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool one. But at the same time, yeah, it- that is exactly it. Yeah. It was yeah. Also, being a good kid, I got to do the rituals a little more. That's rad. But either way. Um, yeah, I just figured we'd touch on it since you since you know this is you know we're show, we're we're bringing it. Up. It definitely has the healing healing properties and totally. definitely for calming. You don't need all the medicine stuff, and obviously you don't need to smoke it like this. You can consume. THC in so many different ways, CBD and all this, and don't have to worry about none of the bad effects. Actually, speaking on it, Legal's Hemp, I don't know if y'all know, but I uh sponsored by a hemp company now, and um, it has all the same effects of normal ganja, but without the stoner feeling. Hmm. So you can still do your, go about your daily life, you can actually smoke this outside and stuff, and not have to worry about cops as long as you can keep it in the Container comes in when you when you're smoking. They can't do anything. It has a legal amount. I mean, in most in most um, states, that is. Wow, isn't that similar to like CBD then? Because that's what some CBD does, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like right now, you can find CBD literally in gas stations. Mm-hmm. Really, one those. And this is like really proper. They're out of Arden, Arden or Arden, Arden, North Carolina. That's that's cool, man. Yeah, congrats on the sponsor, man. That's really rad. It's pretty, I was pretty hyped on that one because yeah. during the time I got the sponsor, I was going through an A injury where I tore my meniscus during powwow. Mm-hmm. And um, I needed something and I had nothing, you know? And, you know, just blazing ganja all day, just leaving me just unthoughtful, like just 
kind of zombie mode because I spoke so much. Right. And it kind of helped me like get back to like, all right, let me start doing rehab, rehab, rehab. Sick. Know? That's yeah. awesome. Uplifting. You know? Hell yeah. Well, Be- what's the name of the sponsor again? It's called Legals Hemp Co. They got Legals the Instagram Hemp Co. And everything. Um, use promo code Montre20 for a 20% discount. Hey. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Legal Co on Instagram. Sweet. So you, you got the skate sponsors. You got the hemp sponsor. You just need the PBR sponsor. Yeah, dude. I feel like you've been trying trifecta. to pull the, I feel like you've gotten some hookups from PBR, but like we were at one point, we were like, is he sponsored? Is yeah, he so one, yeah, I knew that one was going to come up. So that's a good, that's a good question. So, so the whole thing with the PBR is that I'm in a bicycle club. The bicycle mm-hmm. club is called Rad, Ride and Destroy. Mm-hmm. And, um, our entire bicycle club basically got, Sponsored by the PBR reps here in Charlotte at the time. All the reps lost their handle. I don't know what happened. But so during that, I have another Instagram account that's my Rad Swag account. And I fully based that one off of my normal life and PBR just happened to be something that I liked so much. And I took it to the next level with always posting PBR. You go back a couple of years and look at it, you see nothing but PBR. So in doing that, while being in the bike club, they noticed themselves without the reps and started to hit me up, asking me, hey, can we send you stuff? Like, we love your account. We want to, like, post blah, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, it would be sick. Yeah. So in that in that way, they sponsored, like, my, like, Razzwag account. So, like, I was getting stuff just so I could keep reposting. Yeah. Like, PBR stuff. Yeah. They were doing all that. I made the wheel talk to the rep here in Charlotte. I don't know if y'all, uh, if anyone have, anyone remembers that wheel, I made a wheel. Um, I made two PBR ones, but either way. Yeah, I remember I that one. Them, I emailed them to the rep and he was like, yo, I want some of these. Like, how do I get them? I was like, they're not out yet. I'm trying to make sure that I can make them. You know, with he was like, yo, I'll send this to the to the big man upstairs or whatever. So he sent me back an email with CC and me into the email with um, him and whoever the guy was at the time, because I think it's a different dude now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just him being like, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. We love everything you've been doing with your, your Instagram account, which I was like, yo, he knows about my Instagram account. That's Sick. The big and, dog. Uh, and then he was like, yes. I think it's totally fun. How, like, are you making money from this? I was like, yes, of course I'm making money. Like, it's going to have my name on it. He was like, all right, sweet. That's fine. You can use the image and everything, the way that PBR looks and everything. Just don't put our name on it since you're making money. Mm -hmm. There's more like it's free advertisement for them, even though it's not their name. Yeah. Because all of the, where it would say it there, it was my name. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, I did that twice. I think I did two wheels. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Sick. But yeah, it was, it, they just kind of just were chill and let me like do what I wanted to do and help me out on my other account. But it did not sponsor me through rollerblading. So all the rollerblading out there, I was not sponsored by PBR through rollerblading. So, but, but you did get some gear. Oh, I did get a whole lot of shit. I, I should have set up. 
I should have just set up all my PBR stuff. <laughs> Damn. That's what I'm saying. We could have made the second pitch. At yeah. The, like, no, we're going to be like, yo, maybe not this. You didn't do it before, but maybe we can do it now. <laughs> you know? But why didn't they want to sponsor a couple of, of beer? Isn't your like rollerblading account bigger than your biking account? Yeah, it wasn't that they didn't want to sponsor it through rollerblading. It's just the same way that it was the local reps, right? Companies look at things that are sports. Like I know there are companies that sponsor like alcohol companies that sponsor sports, but then there's a lot more money in those organizations, you know. Mm-hmm. And since I don't mean I'm this is just me, my thought. So they probably weren't doing it because there wasn't the same amount of money, and I, I feel it. But I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm okay with it. Like I'd rather be kind of like a representative type dude, anyways, and not have to worry about the whole crazy craziness that might come through it with the politics of fear. Totally, yeah. That's well, true. that's cool. Hmm. Dude, yeah. we got so much to talk about right now. Yeah, I want definitely. to talk about your beginning of and to SSM because that's like how a lot of people started to. Wouldn't you agree, Austin? Like when, like you know, I would think so. Yeah, you know, know about him on the East Coast, but I feel like that's when SSM was like Joey, John, uh, Montre. And yeah, that's when people like, got like official when Shima was like, time. okay. I think were you the first one. What What's the whole story behind that? So with SSM, we were named. Nim, yeah. Nim, I'm so stupid. Yeah, of course it's Nim. That's, uh, that's <laughs> obvious. Not yeah, my bad. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I was the first on the team before there was a team. It was cool, actually. This is one of the one of the coolest parts of my career starting. I thought because I like quit my job, and um, but let me let me start up. Let me back up. So Shima. Would sit, like send me out, which mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna be on full time for, and so he would like bring me out and stuff, and I'd film for Vicious and everything. And um, around the second time he flew me out, and you and you met Shima in Philly, if I'm not mistaken, right? Through like Kilgore, Philly first, I think. Okay, but you already had a relationship with him there, and then Vicious oh, and four. Shima. Okay, but this is pre. The name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. fair. fair so, um, yeah, I thought basically I thought I was gonna be on four by four because he had had me out there a lot and we were filming this stuff. And the, I think around the end of the trip, he was telling me he was working on something. I think he sent me back out there again. And that's or no, he called me and was like, I don't even think it was Shima that called me. I think it was John Elliott that called mm-hmm. me because uh, it was Shima Elliott and Juan that were all doing the whole. Nim thing together. The beast. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I think Elliot called me and he was like, yo, so what are you doing? You know, like, what do you want to do with the skating thing? And like, how far do you want to take it? Because we got some big plans and we want you to be like the first on the team. Or maybe it was she, I don't know. Either way, it was both of them niggas. Let's say, let's say like that. Um, so, so they were saying, you know, what are you doing? How much you get paid at your job? Because I was working like every single day except for Sundays, doubles, like hours upon hours a week making mad cash. Mm-hmm. Living in my own apartment and every three bedrooms for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just living it up. But so they were like, yo, 
we just wanna we wanna we wanna put you on this team. We wanna pay you monthly. How much do you think you make a a month or whatever? I was like, you ain't gonna be able to pay me what I make a month right now. But yeah. like they came up with like what they were gonna do, and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. And they're like, all right, sweet, quit your job. We're gonna go on this um this tour or whatever. That's, I think that's so sick. Be like, yeah. yo, quit your job. We're going. Oh, what, what yeah. a cool it was, and it was a hard choice. It was like, fuck, do I, do I quit? Yeah, I want to, but like, yeah. And I just told my job, I was like, look, I'm out the, I just got sponsor, sponsored. Like, I'm pro now. I got to leave. And they were like, uh, well, I mean, whenever you come back, just hit us up. And you always have a job with us. I was working at Olive Garden. And- Olive Garden? Yeah, yeah. They're just like, hey, whenever you want to come back, just remember when you hear your family. <laughs> Is that what they said? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want, dude. <laughs> nah, that's cool, though. <laughs> you figure they got to show love at the Olive Garden, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right there. But yeah, so so I did. Um, I think that's when we went to the Cayman Islands. With, with like the Denial tour. Oh yeah, those are sick. Oh yeah, I heard about with like. And, uh, hey, Cottrell was on this I trip. Lived in Philly for a while, or even before that, I lived in Philly for a while. Mm. But I was living in Philly for at least a year. I feel with like. Kilgore? Yeah. Kilgore. Kilgore, John, John. Uh, who else was there? Alf. Somebody else was there at the time. Drew, big Drew. Um, Shine was even there a bunch. Eric Shine, shout out Eric Shine. Oh yeah, he was there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And yeah, man, it, then it just blew up from me flying from Philly to Cali to Philly to Cali, like so much just to like start doing NIM promos. Like, here's the skates, you know, let's start skating. And then it just went from me to John John. But so like, you were the first one, like legit, like. Yeah, very yeah. first. Very first. That's sick. And then I was like, yo, we need John John. And Kilgore was like, yo, y'all need to put John John on. Everybody's like, we need John John. And at the time, I think John was on like some not really on razors, but hmm. yeah, yeah, we're trying to get him. What razors kind of does? They like just kind of leave you there for a bit. He was uh, he was keen to be with the homies, and I was sure. like, yeah. it's like it's gonna be me, you, and we're gonna get Joey. They don't know this yet because me and John would talk about this. So once John got on the team, it instantly was like, yo, we need Joey. That's it. Like, and that's sick. She was 100, 100% about it. Yeah. And um, I think right around when we got Joey, that's when the stuff started falling apart or something. I don't really, can't really remember all of what happened with Nim and Shima and Nelly and, and Jan, or Juan, Jan. But um, something happened with them. And they had a little breaking up. Shima was like, yo, I'm still gonna do this shit. And then he came up with SSM. We had a meeting. He was like, what do y'all think about this? I'm like, man, just fuck it, just make some more skates. Let's skate, dude. Yeah, just do it, right? Your name sells. Your name will, like, we're kind of like, it's got every skate's gonna be the Shima. Shima this, Shima this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I comes out. It ain't gonna have no Shima on it except one little piece. <laughs> and I think it really did have like just the one little uh, Shima logo on it. But it was 
that was just me being funny and shit because we knew <laughs> achievement sells and we agreed with it and we just wanted to fucking skate and then SSM became pretty yeah well well here real quick because we're going through this really quick first of all uh sean michelson he just did a 20 dollar super chat and he says mm-hmm. thanks for hooking it up with the extra breadsticks you're a real one so i don't know if you hooked him up with extra breadsticks one time he even posted a breadstick emoji i don't know <laughs> if you hooked this guy up with some didn't even know that was a thing didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> looks like that's the case um, i don't know <laughs> okay I but um I, I, actually, sorry I actually wanted to real quick, um, just before we went to SSM, kind of go more into like the NIM thing because, uh, man, I don't know about you, Austin, but I remember when that team first came out, these guys were like the new face of the new generation of blading. It was refreshing. And- Mark Moreno, too. Shit, I forgot about, you know. Right, Mark Moreno, Gabriel, Gabriel Hayden, right? Yeah, he was our first. And and Gabriel Hayden, yeah. Yeah, Gabriel. Ali Short. Ali Short. Yeah. Yeah, I was still. I think that was still on Nim too. It was quite a force when like Nim first came out. It was like, whoa! Like this is, it was something. Uh, yeah, it was. It was like new and exciting, which is like so crucial. Like the blade time, and it had like that mm-hmm. young, young faces and new faces, and just a great image. And just like everyone was skating so good, that must have been quite an experience did, did you take any like trips or tours with the guys did you do anything like overseas or anything like that oh yeah at first when um i think my first european trip was with shima because i definitely missed winter clash uh i got my passport and stuff like that 24-hour passport deal and it did not come in time so i missed my flight. <laughs> Oh, but so the next time that I got to go to Europe, like, yeah, I went with just Shima. And we we stayed with, I think we traveled around with Ali. We went to Spain. We saw it. We saw Mark. We saw Gabriel. We saw everybody. I think I had my 22nd birthday um, in London, actually, during that trip. So the team was like a team as well. Oh, like yeah, you, was, you guys were like all friends and like a, we were filming constantly everything that every time we went somewhere we were filming and just building and making kept making edits after edit after edit after like all the tours we started doing after that through cali and stuff once we got like the twins on and chad when he was younger shout out chad Hornsky. yeah yeah dude Nim was a force, bro. It really was, man. That's yeah. that, that, that's what I'm saying. When when Nim came out, like I, I was like, whoa, like this is sick. Like that was a really cool, exciting thing. And you know, those moments happen so rarely in blading. So like to be like the forefront of that, I'm like chosen by Shima is like, mm. you know, it's like it, it, yeah, it doesn't get to be more of a, a, a compliment than that. I don't think. I think that's one of the bigger ones. I think. I think when I started skating, the first sponsor I wanted was Senate. And literally the first sponsor I got was Senate. Hmm. You were on Senate? Yeah, dude, I was on Senate. What? Oh, man. I think, was this when Dre was on Senate? Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Sick. So how Dre was like, we need this guy. 
Drake got my back hardcore. For sure. But like, I think it was like one of those, you know, situations like you guys with John, like, we need this guy, you know? Yeah. But then, uh, then I got Denial. Shout out Adam Kilgore, Chris Majette, Homies for Life. For um, sure. And then after that, I think it was like pretty much Kilgore. Kilgore put me on the spot the same way that like Dre would put me on the spot whenever they went places and shit. Like Kilgore would be like, yo, you need this dude, you need this dude type shit. And, and I think that's really how I got found by Shima. Besides like skating contests and whatever, like I think that's really like just just the homies constantly being like, this dude's crazy type shit. Like, yeah, you probably saw your say word sections because those things were insane too, and that that's like probably words. where I Kenny first. Owens. Yeah, Kenny fucking kill those videos too, and he you were like, can you just put on a dope section in the new um, classic pushes made by my boy Kevin from Manchester? So y'all go check that out. And when check out plastic pushes, and I see everyone posting about it online. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I watched it today. It's sick. Yeah, but. Awesome. To your point, the say word, man. Yeah. Dude, one of them, I don't know if it was three or four, but or, I swear, dude, one of them, you must have had like five sections, dude. I think that was two, no? No, no, it was the third one I had three, the second one I had two, and like the first one I also kind of had two, but. Three, was, okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, so or, there was so many clips in there, dude. And they're all so they're all good too. They're all like massive. hammers, yeah. Because all the rails in freaking the Atlanta and like the Carolinas are all like massive fucking bars, you know. Not anymore. Well, I guess you could still find them. Like everything's gotten torn down. Everything's uh, changed up. I mean, there's still a shit ton of dope spots, but everything's definitely changed up. Tell me you got paid for the say word videos, bro. You have so much in that. I don't think that I needed money for the say word videos. You know how many times Kenny came to pick me up to go Fair see? Enough. <laughs> bro, I was, I'm talking about never gas money. I, I don't think I've ever given Kenny gas money. Okay, like, that's not, real. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> it's like paying in debt. <laughs> Bought me Bojangles on the regular. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I was very heavy in some uh, BECBs, which is a bacon, egg, and cheeseburger. Y'all don't know how. From, Bo- from Bojangles? Wait, yeah. you were in a Bojangles commercial. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know cool. that. Yeah, man, I still have not to this day seen it aired, but. What, really? <laughs> I thought we could pull it up on YouTube or something. We, I guess we could we could try to look for it. But, yeah, no, that was that was a funny thing. Dre was also also being filmed in that commercial too. But how'd you get in a Bojangles commercial then? How did that come up? Some dude just was I don't know if it was Kenny or if it was me, but I feel like maybe it was even Dre, but somebody was just like, yo, we gotta go to uh to the park and film in Bojangles commercials and yeah, we just gotta go. Wait, um, they were just filming random people at the park, and you just like were ha- happened to be there. It wasn't. It wasn't random. It wasn't random. It was like we were. We knew about it. It was just so long ago that I really don't remember. Kenny, <laughs> somebody, Dre, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Because I really can't 
think about that a lot. I just remember that it was dope and like there was chicken and I was just skating the rail and jumping. <laughs> it was also like, um, not medieval, but like people in um, war gear and stuff from like the 1960s. I don't know. That, that sounds too, too soon. Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I need to rub it up again. <laughs> I'm losing my vocabulary, y'all. Dude, if you if you if you if you roll, maybe I'll roll with you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe I will too. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Also, go get the, <laughs> my God, the Modellos are back in uh, your house. <laughs> I know they're gonna go warm. It's so cool. Yo, but going back to the say word shit that you were talking, we were talking about before. Like, since your sections were so strong in those videos, like, what fueled it up? Because it was before you were like the mantra that you are now, like no one kind of knew who you were. Did you just want people to know who you were? Were you trying to like specifically represent for the South? Like what was your, what was your fire during that time? I just liked the skate. That was the joy. Yeah. I was listening to a shit ton of, um, P Pablo. (laughs) Shit ton of Southern music. Um, North Carolina. <laughs> Take your shirt yeah, off. That was great song. Like Lil Jon, Eastside Boys, like Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. like um. Yeah, you exclusively just, just that crunk man. trap but music. In the crunk area, yeah, it was doing yeah. the crunk area where it was like Tough. all the music was just so bumping types. So always yeah. listen to that, and for the most part, skating street. That's how I learned how to do my tricks. I didn't like going to skate parks back then. I didn't like skating parks. So we would always skate street. It was the thing we did. So whenever I wanted to be hyped so I could throw a hurricane top soul, not be afraid, I'd be listening to the craziest shit. I was listening to Tech Nine a lot. Like, oh, what was a, he was playing some crazy um, necro. We were listening. To oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yo, Dre came back from a tour and was like, yo, y'all got to listen to this. And we- <laughs> Dude, Necro. Necro. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't know who Necro is, YouTube some Necro songs after this. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if you're not around family or any young children, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, but it was it was literally just, we would go out to skate. That's just how I skated. And yeah. Most of the time, it would just be me and Kenny. And when there was homies around, is when it like really started, really popped off even more. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, snaps, it's the homies. We yeah, all the energy. Session, yeah. And, no, yeah. dude, you totally, you t- it's, you know, when you say that, like when you're like, hey, so like, what, what got you pumped for that? You're like, hey, I just, I just love, like, it, your skating comes off like that. Like it totally comes off like, well, and I know you too. So that's just how you are. You'll just be like having fun, ripping a contest and just be so in the zone, just like throw like a flat ground misty. And it's just like, mm-hmm. everyone's just like, oh, like right after mm-hmm. you. Man. So like, I feel like you were listening to tech nine at this last powwow, the way you were skating too, man. Holy moly. You just like, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the powwow. Cause I think that was, I, I explained it to people as, that was the best contest performance I've ever seen in my life. And I straight up called it a performance. Like you were on fire that day. You were like a showman that day. 
you, you it was like for the people it wasn't even for you you were skating for the people it seemed like that night like, no yeah you talk us about like how you felt that day single-handedly your- brought a ton of energy yeah like, well, I mean, one, it was like, right as the pandemic hitting, like, everybody needs to, like, disperse and you can't do anything type stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't be in large groups. So this was going to be, like, the last one of the, or or at that time, the last one of whenever we would know when the next one would be. Yeah. Um, another thing. My homie Fritz falling, skating for him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just needed to show everybody more energy so that we could all stay uplifted and hyped. Um, my kids was there, my whole family. Um, brother, yeah, I saw that. I saw that, like, you had, like, a bunch of people from, like, North Carolina with you, like, ton of friends and family. All of those, so, like, the squad. Um, your dog tripping people. It was a bunch of fucking energy, man. It was yeah. <laughs> it was. It was hype. That's it. It was hype. Um, hey, I've seen so, you get hype before and shit, but that was like just it no, no, seemed no, no, like no. another level. You but know? no, I tell you, I tell you what, what really changed it. Um, from being like I just wanted to have fun with all my homies and everything. My first run, I was hype and trying to relax and I couldn't figure out where I was in my uh my energy you know sure. so I was messing up on stuff a lot and it pissed me off <laughs> and it pissed me off for a few reasons one it pissed me off because I was like oh, I'm not being able to put on the show like I should be putting on because ain't nobody gonna be able to see anything for a while we're all not gonna be able to skate together for a while so I was really mad Two, my kids are there, and you know they gotta they gotta see Papa. Daddy can look like a chump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and three, yeah, I just couldn't figure out myself, so I got mad. Went and did some push-ups, and um, I think actually one of my homies, either either John Cooley or Avery, shocked him out. Um, one of them filmed it. And it was like, yo, if you win, I'm going to show you this after you win. And you're going to be like, yeah. But yeah, I like got pissed off. I like jumped on the ground and did some fist push-ups. Like I should be skating better. <laughs> and if you should then, be kicking ass. Super Saiyan God mode. Yes. I love that you said that because I was about to mention something about Super Saiyan. Go, go on. You were definitely Super yeah. Saiyan that day. <laughs> That's an understatement, if anything. Um, but yeah, so yeah, see, see, I was going to mention that because I know like, you know, I, I grew up being like a lot into Dragon Ball Z. I know you are. I know Frankie is. Uh, Murda himself. There's a lot of people that are into that. But mm-hmm. to, to touch base for those who are not into that kind of stuff or know anything, but the um, Dragon Ball Z, Goku, you know, and other Saiyans will get to a point where they go Super Saiyan. Basically, they get so hyped that there's like at their top level of performance or whatever. But then at some point, um, Goku was so good at it. He would just be able to boom, snap and go super Saiyan. And then like work really hard to get to other levels of super mm-hmm. Saiyan. So this is a good, actually part of the conversation I wanted to mention because that you said you were skating calm and you were skating cool in the first round. 
I've noticed that like you do like go to instant super saying when you want, like, you know, like, Oh, I'm just putting on my skates. I'm having a good time. Boom. 450 backslide on a down rail. Like, do you know what I mean? But you're just like, ha ha. So you're yeah. just like, that's your like base zone. The first level of super saying, but again, to Austin's point, at Powell, you just like, you know, charged up to like, I think Super Saiyan 3, probably. You probably like, yo, you were screaming. That's, that's like, for the nerds the whole, out there, by the way. Yeah. You were, you were screaming the whole time, too. Like the footage, there's like a ton of footage of you killing it, you know, of lacing all your tricks, but like to be there was something different. Cause like I said, you were like screaming in between and everyone was like screaming back at you the whole time. You landed every single trick. You were like stomping the ground, throwing misty flips left and right just for shits. You know, when I didn't land tricks, I kept screaming just to say hi. <laughs> yeah, you were. That, it's like crazy to hear that you thought you skated bad before because that's such a contrast to how you actually performed in the finals that day. It was insane. Yeah, man. It's what I like to think about skating, and this is going to go on some crazy brain stuff that might go over a lot of people's head. Since I've been doing this for so long, and there comes times where you really like, you really have to tap into something else in you. Like you're getting frustrated about doing a trick and you just can't do it. And you're just so tired, but you really want to land it. Maybe it's like the last trick of the video part you're doing, or maybe it's just for you, you know, something crazy. But somehow you tap into this something else, which is your adrenaline, and you muster up that last bit of power yeah and you do it yes and what that is is what can be so hyped right now <laughs> what, yeah, that's right. Taught me, what that's taught me is that if i can do that when i'm like frustrated mad or something or happy or whatever with all my emotions if i can do that like that why can't i just do that like that right now mm. when i want to Guarantee you I can go hurricane topsoil or down right now without thinking about it just because I know I can do that. So crazy, but, man. But that's literally a feeling that I feel that I've worked on. I've literally built that up to the point where I've gotten hurt from thinking I could do it to the point where I know I can and can't do it, but I know for a fact I can just build my adrenaline up so much that I got that extra strength and mm -hmm. i mean that comes with skating for a long time you've been skating for a totally. while you've been going through these struggles keep those struggles in mind live from those struggles bring those struggles back to you when you're about to try that hardest trick and then and then you lace it easy because it's cha channeling that energy right and it's a, and, and to, to your point about that like you've been doing it for so long and that's why you have the confidence you know Without being, you know, corny, they there's they say what is it? Uh, effort crossed with consistency equals confidence. And so you've been obviously putting in the effort and putting in the in the years and days and like you got you've built to this point where, yeah, it's just incredible to see, man. Like still like being like such a formidable force at contests. Like even like you know I know we just talked about power, but like even at the at the last winter clash, man, it was just like incredible stuff you just show up and like just messing around just kill that down rail like you know it was awesome Cheers, yeah, they, man. They, they gotta make a uh a cartoon superhero 
series based off of Montre. You would make the best little cartoon. You got to get Frankie character. in there too. Got to get Frankie. You got you got to get all like the the Super Saiyan Blader guys. You know. <laughs> uh, you. Yeah. I, asked, I asked CJ this question too, and I feel like it applies to you as well, since you're such like a crazy hype contest skater, but you also destroy street sections and lace hammers and shit. Like to you, what's the bet? What's a better feeling? Like winning a contest, like how powwow was, or like lacing a ill hammer with the homies and having like that ender clip for your section that you're filming for. Like, you know, those are two amazing feelings, but just on different levels. Is there any like, that's hard, man. That's a, tough. That's a tough one. I mean, I guess they kind of go hand in hand. Like you, you got to think about it. Landing that super dope trick with the homies that maybe it's your first time ever doing it. Like take it back to like back in the day before you could do an alley oop topsail, and then you did your first alley-oop topsail, your real first alley-oop topsail on down rail. The only people there to witness it was just, just your homies, y'all weren't filming or anything. Mm-hmm. That was probably the fucking hypest moment of your life at the time on Blades. So that's like winning the contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is. contest-wise, it's that same feeling to me, I guess, like yeah yeah dude those are the same man like if i'm just if i'm just skating and having fun i'm just skating and having fun but like if i'm doing something new i'm with the homies and we all end up doing something new it's like we all just want a contest you know we all film something dope we all just got clips like it's just been a hype day like filming for charging and shit like mm-hmm. yeah everybody's out there killing it you know like like that's a contest win. We didn't need to go to contest because we were having our own life contest, shredding yeah. shit out of the streets. But at the same time, that same feeling goes back that applies to contest wins. Because if you look at it, like I look at it, when I'm skating the contest, I'm skating with the homies. I'm having a large session with people that I don't get to see that often. Yeah, and and that's and that's what a street session is ultimately like. You know, a street session, especially when it's people of such high level, like on a, on a tour, like, you know, the charging or whatever, those are little competitions. You know, you, you you go on, you're skating, you're at the spot, Farmer gets his badass trick, everyone's like, oh yeah, Farmer killed it. And you're, you're hyped too, but you're like, hold on, wait, it's time for me to get my clip now. And it's like, I gotta, I gotta show up now. So it's the contest environment is just like a manifestation of like that natural thing that happens at the street skating session, especially with people like the highest of the highest level. But um, I always thought that man, it was like those, sometimes those street sessions can be more competitive than the, than the contest at times, you know, on the low, on the low, on the low, on the freaking low. But um, you know what I wanted to ask you about, man, and um, I kind of wanted to go on a bit of a longer spiel there because I saw you were like preparing your joint, and I was like, let me not ask him a question while he's you know preparing his joint, so he mm-hmm. could have a good minute there. But I wanted to ask you about because uh, you've been doing this blading camp thing, <laughs> yes, you've been doing this blading camp thing for a while. But I think something interesting has happened happened with that. In uh, oh, shout out Yoshan Smith, fifty dollars super chat. Oh, yeah. shout out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. going that I'll have gone after this. <laughs> um, but you know, something interesting happened when I saw you with 
at doing the blading camp, like I saw you made some connections pretty deeply with people who do roller skating too. And I've seen you also venture outside of the traditional, like aggressive and really embrace the bigger wheels and this whole other thing. What was that a result of? Was that like a result of being out there in, in Europe with, with those people or was it meeting certain people or was it just being a uh, part of power slide of what was, cause I always thought that was cool that you just embraced that, you know? Well, I've always loved rollerblading and for sure that's a given and it was never it was never aggressive skating that i fell in love with first mm. on the blaze okay. i you know because stemming back to when i was saying my yeah. uh, my babysitter she gave me rollerblades she didn't aggressive skate mm. she was you know she skated i mean she probably aggressive skate they look like some k2 baddies but i feel like that would be too young or too soon for that age but they were definitely like a yellow and blackish color or something but i lost myself <laughs> oh so no so just basically like um you did the blading before aggressive you fell in love with that but when you you know i oh. saw you like for example with michelle like from, yeah, yeah. and and a lot of those people on like the roller skates are all aspects of skating i see that you're pretty influential on a lot of people. Like, you know, like there, you made a roller skater. There, there are people in like the roller skating world who have nothing to do with aggressive. Who was like Montre? Oh, my, I love Montre. He's the yeah. best. Like, so well, you, you, well, because I like all wheel sports in general. I just, I started roller skating years back. Um, there was a company, um, Reverse Sports. Reverse. Sure, oh shit! Absolutely. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. Joey Barbera. Yeah, yeah. Create with them, and they made yep. those uh, chassis and frames yeah. and all that stuff. So yes. that was my first quad setup. Okay. So that was like, I mean, probably like six years ago. You know. But these like, so like I, quads you can grind with, or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it was like those, like with the like the fancy mm -hmm. quads. So they might be in the room. Yeah, they're over here. I can't grab them because I'm connected to my computer. <laughs> so okay. He's plugged yeah, in. So those were my first quad. So I had been trying to quad and I found out that I couldn't quad skate. Like I literally couldn't skate like down the street. Yeah. Skate in quads. And whenever I rolled them with ramps, it was all fine dandy. So I just never, never really skated them that often. You know, just kind of randomly. Once I, uh, I think it was at Blade Cup when I met Michelle for the first time. Mm. Estro. Yeah. And I had already been a fan of hers from knowing a lot of the roller skating girls through the blading camp that we had where we taught the roller skate, had the roller skate camp. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, they, and, they, they, that always had like a, I, I didn't know how you guys infiltrated that market there, you know? It was, well, we, we want to, we want to branch out. We don't sure. want to just only be put in the box. We right. are playing camps. That is our, that is us. But yes. at the same time, we also have scooter camp. Oh, I didn't it know it was scooter. Awesome. Yeah, we, we did scooter camp. Um, It went, it went pretty cool. It went all right. Some, some things happened that I won't mention that were stupid, but they didn't really affect it. But okay. it did kind of like shed some light on things that we had to like really look into. 
Um, but school camp was sick, and then so we were like, yeah, we of course since we have the ladies camp, let's just do a quad camp, and if we mix it with the ladies because we figured more girls would come in than guys. Yeah. It would like run together, you know. Yeah. And it worked, and so we were like, let's just have a quad camp by themselves. And that's when you know we Amy and Barbie. Hold on, your voice got mad weird for a second. Your voice got mad weird. You turned like a robot. <laughs> Did something change at all or no? Yeah, we could hear you, but we hear like a weird effect on the voice. Um, you sound like robotic. Yeah. <laughs> do I sound robotic now? <laughs> you still do though. It sounds like you're talking to like a tin can or something. Shit. Um, want to like shut the headphones off and turn it back on again? Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe try that. That that works for all electronics. That's the universal way to fix. Yeah, I mean that that works with everything. Shut something off, turn it back on. That's like exactly. the universal. Oh, that we turned off. Boom! You're good. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Yes. He's oh, that's insane. I didn't know they were turned off. Okay, so yeah. So, so basically, th th oh, so wow. th through the Blade Camps, you got to meet a bunch of uh, different people, but what's what's the deal with the Blade Camps, man? Because, you know, looking from the outside in, it looks like the funnest thing ever. Like, you guys go to Ma Malaga, number one. It's the summertime. There's beaches. There's swimming. There's, like, that's incredible. Like, when did, when did this start, and how'd you get in on that? Ooh. Okay, so blading camps started first off as like gypsy camps where it was um, Josh Glowicki, Richie Eisler, and Frederick Anderson. He's from Sweden. Yeah. Shout out, Fred. Shout um, out, Big Fred. They did the very first one where it was kind of like an accident. Like they were just at the park and they were like, hey, we're just gonna stay at the park. And all the kids were like, well, yeah, we wanna do that too. So they just had a camp out at the skate park. And then they made an edit out of oh, it. Oh, I've done that before. I actually did, they, cause they did that for a few years at that skate park. I actually did one, like where we went to the. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, I was so, actually, I was actually, Freddie might have told you, I, I, I was bitching about it so hard. They were like, yeah, we're gonna go to the skate park and stay with all the kids for the weekend at the skate park. I was like, <laughs> what i was like that sucks dude i don't want to do that i don't like drink beer i don't want to be around like eight-year-olds i'm on freaking vacation in europe pretty much but then they were like you know i, I kind of felt bad and i did it and you know we yeah. still obviously found a way to have beer yeah, you got dragged to an early bleeding yeah. camp without you even knowing it's sweden it's not the same thing it's not frowned upon yeah yeah it's not the same for sure you can yeah. do you can do a lot more but yeah so um they did that one they filmed it and then the next one I was I was in, and then we just kind of just, it kind of turned into a thing because we would like film it. It was, you know, it wasn't really a camp thing. We were just like, yo, we're just having pros that just show up to the people's local skate parks. And then we'd be like, yeah, let's just stay here so we don't have to pay for somewhere to stay. Hence the gypsy aspect mm -hmm. of it. And, um, and then we're like, shit, yeah, just let all the kids 
sleep in the park also and tell them to bring like tents and yoga mats and whatever. And then it just kind of kept going to where we kept making just edits randomly and other cities would find out. And they'd be like, oh, y'all, can y'all come do uh, the gypsy camp at, um, at our skate park? And we were like, um, I mean, I guess so. Inviting and you to what, stay at their skate parks. <laughs> yeah. And then we realized there was, um, you know, there, they, people started to pay us because we weren't getting paid for this stuff. We were just, you know, chilling and then money started rolling around. And so we we're like, oh, this is how we're going to fund our trips through Europe because every summer during the same time, our group would link up pretty much in Amsterdam or somewhere, yeah. like somewhere yeah. where a contest was. Yeah. And then we would stay as a group, group of like four to five guys, and then we would keep going everywhere, you know? And so we basically, that's how so we- So it was just pretty, it was organic pretty much, huh? Just like- Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. It kind of happened. We all definitely- wanted to do it fred was already doing teachings at the swedish camp um or the swedish skate park so he already had like that background mm -hmm. um and all of us just you know kind of ran with with what he was doing and once we like came up with a name because we were doing it for a few years before we came up with blading camps we've been doing these camps for a long time and once we came up with the name a place how to really like you, you, you guys it. were like shit what should we call it <laughs> what could it be just got really ah, stoned and was like ah. plating cam <laughs> <laughs> i'm just messing around well no we went through flight school um we went through boot okay. camp. we went through we went through a lot of different names we had to take out gypsy camps um yeah. because gypsy is kind of frowned upon in certain countries sure Some certain places we were going they were like yeah we want y'all to come but the parents are kind of weirded out by the name gypsy yeah it makes sense and so once we saw actual changing, gypsies <laughs> and but yeah and we, so we were literally just going and staying and moving on like yeah we'll stay move on just out yeah but either way um yeah. it <laughs> it was really fun uh it was some of our best times but yeah it was mainly something to fund our trips through the throughout europe so that we can keep going to all our contests and then it became something that we were like let's make something of this because obviously rollerblading isn't gonna always pay the bills in the sense of what we're doing we're getting older we're not going to be able to go to all these contests and keep going on these tours and blah 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 blah, blah. and on top of that we really all collectively like to help the youth and or just everybody just we wanted to push skating yeah and promote like give back to the the thing that gave you so much and all of us so much and just reinvest in that and see that you know right. blade school those blade schools that's like the that's how you do it you know when you don't have yeah, x games and shit on tv you got to get down to the grassroots oh yeah so basically um a couple of the guys they moved to Malaga. This is like as the years gone by. They moved to Malaga, had a spot, and that's when it grew to be let's let's make it here. Like, why wouldn't you want to come here and have a camp in Malaga, Spain? Yeah. A beach mountain city. 
Perfect. Like there's there's the beach right here, there's the city, and there's the mountains. Who wouldn't want to come there? There's a million skate parks, everything's beautiful. It's paradise yeah, all year round. It looks round. like it. It looks like it, yeah. So once we can solidify being able to hold down the place and just did it and then started to make it official. I think the first year we did it, it wasn't, we didn't have like the full on like shit that we have now, like insurance, lawyers and all the stuff. Yeah, you need a lot for that stuff though. It's not yeah. just like you guys getting together anymore. You have like people's kids in your hands now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was just all of us like collectively throwing in this pot and being like, let's go with it. And it fucking worked. <laughs> it was insane. And so after that, yeah, so what? No, I was going to say, I can't believe they pulled it off this year, too. I thought they were going to for sure yeah, cancel it. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's amazing so, to see I'm, if they're doing it. I'm super glad that it's happening. But yeah, yeah, so after pulling it off and knowing that it worked, it was still like a whole week, a whole bunch of shit still hit the fan. We didn't think about, like, with knowing about people's allergies, what people eat, and you know, because we're, we were vegan, all vegan at the time, and it was just a whole mix of things, and we were trying to fix shit, and once we got for real, made it serious, got all, like, the proper handles, all the paper signed, then it became our little birth child to where it's for real, like, it's never gonna stop. We're not stopping. Obviously, as you can see, because with this pandemic going on, we still got it. Um, yeah, I mean, Layton can't. Hell yes, I love that. <laughs> Man, I, it's 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 so cool to see like that thing growing and to see him including, and see all you guys, including so many other people and seeing you guys have something because I think that's something that, you know, a lot of us look to John Julio and it's like, oh cool, John's still, but I, I, I as a culture, as an industry, as a as to thrive, I think it's really important that we keep taking care of our people however we can. And, yeah, uh, that's, it is skater owned, completely all skater owned. That's the best. Have you have you thought about uh, like, are you guys doing any any future plans? Any any new ideas that you could share? Uh, I don't think so, man. I mean, besides just trying to have more camps throughout the year i guess that's that's in the works we're trying to figure out how that will work out but um you know we got the fall fling coming up in september if y'all don't know about that check it out go to bladingcamp.com or on instagram it's also blading camp <laughs> and uh find out the dates for that and you guys even do it at winter clash now too like winter clash has its own you, you call it flight isn't it? Don't you call it flight camp or flight school or something? Yeah, like yeah, that? we have flight school at at Winter Clash, and that started. That started because Yo-Yo Yo-Yo hit us up and was just like, "Yo, I want to, I want to do this and see how it works," or maybe did we pitch it? Either way, <laughs> if if we pitched the first one, Yo-Yo came back to us for the second one. Yeah, you know, and then the next one, and the next one, and then, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of kids there. Cause like it's closed to most of the public, but we that's when we film our podcast actually every year mm -hmm. during your, your flight school. Um, but yeah, there's like a ton of kids there and there's more, it seems like more every year and everyone's having fun and, and you're at winter clash too. So it's like all the vibes are just like flowing yeah. at that time. That one is one of the, 
one of the good ones in the beginning of the year because for for a lot of us, Winter Clash is like the first contest of the year yeah, for a lot yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. And for it to be one of the biggest ones, it's good to have that small time frame where we have the park for ourselves, for the kids that literally never get the skated. Like mm-hmm. the way that they get the skated during that that time, you know, because we have the entire park. No one can come in. Yeah, of course. During contests, you can't skate shit unless you're just like trying to just jump right in. Yeah. So if, if you're a little kid and you're still learning, you never want to drop in. Mm-hmm. There's thousands of people there. So what's more fun than being able to skate the park alone? Like with a lot of other little kids that are on your same level and want to help you be better or do better or whatever you want to do, you know, just have fun, just skate around. You don't like, we have a full plan that goes through the whole thing, but at the same time, we let the kids that are going to be in the contest that we just came to train, we let them go off and tell them just to come ask us if they need any help with any of the bigger obstacles so that they can just go do their thing because they have the course. It's just that way. Everyone else, we we gather up little groups and we all go to our little individual spots with everybody. We've got like the whole team, Nils, Mary, Manon, Josh, Wani, um, people on, on camera work and everything. It's perfect. Shit, I feel like I need a, a fucking lesson next time I went to Clash at that skate park, you know? <laughs> I got to join in the, the flight school. Actually, it's going to be a new park this year, so it's going to oh, be... That's right. Are they going to change it? Yeah, they tore yeah. it down. They're making it a whole new skate park. It's going to be completely different. <clears throat> wow. It looks, it looks just as gnarly, though, if not even more gnarly. So it's going to be... It looks like it's going to be fucking some crazy shit, but... Along the Winter Clash lines, I remember me and you, I, th- I think it was two years ago I went to Clash. I was next to you watching, like, I think one of the AM comps. And homie was, like, doing this, throwing this huge Misty flip. Do you remember oh, this? No. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, we were watching this kid throw a Misty flip. And it was, like, it was the funniest, scariest, most entertaining, most ambitious thing we got to watch, like, as, like, a first day into Winter Clash type of thing. And I was next <laughs> to you. And he wasn't landing it, but everyone was like, ah, screaming all hyped. And you were like screaming tips to him how to Misty flip. Yeah. Like, because what the, tips do you have for people to do Misty flips? Because you're the Misty flip master. I was just about to say before he went on with that, um, and a little addition to that question. You've been doing Misty's forever and you seem really resilient and like time's not affecting you. How much to add to that question? How much more time do you think you have doing Misty's? Do you think how many more flips left you got in you? <laughs> 45, 50 doing Misty's? What, what, what are we thinking? Misty flips is like a 180 to me. <laughs> it is just with a little flip in it. <laughs> I mean, the way that it, like, depending on what I'm Misty flipping, which is really funny with Misty's, if I'm doing it on the fly box, they kind of scare me because every time, every different fly box or every fly box is different. Mm-hmm. so depending on how high i want to go or whatever it always scares me and when i look at the footage i'm clearly doing them differently than i used to i'm doing it i side flip kind of it's like almost like a flat spin but it's still miss it's weird so those ones they scare me flat ground i can do that all day that's just like me doing a cartwheel without hands mm. and like off of stairs and like kicker boxes oh man it's a messy flip but you're doing flat bottom too flat ground easy yeah 
that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I mean, if you've been doing something for so, like, I can, I can backflip on a flat ground. You see Lomax, how he just backflips on his rollerblades. Yeah, he, he's very on like, too. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Like, if you just know you can flip and you already have this confidence on your skates, then flipping kind of just comes natural. All it really takes is knowing how to jump on your rollerblades because everyone thinks that you would jump or flip the same way that you do on your feet, which means, you know, you would use your toes and whatnot, like go off your toes. Now you're still going off the flat off of all eight wheels, you know, and that changes up a lot of people's, that's even if you're just doing a 360, you know, learning it, but straight up with flips, it's just jumping. It's just, you got to know what you're doing on your rollerblades. And then obviously if you know how to flip, you got it. If you want to learn how to flip, do it on your shoes first. Do it in some grass, off some stairs, you know, in some grass. Go to blade school, blading camp. Oh, yeah, come to blade camp. Most of the kids. Do you teach your kids how to misty at blading camp? Anybody that asks, actually. Yeah, I teach. uh, I taught a lot of people how to front flip and back flip before I knew how to. I never seen a front flip. No word. You got to go to my Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) I'd also be throwing them front flips. Yeah, man. I missed I them. The yeah, the front flips are actually not that bad. That's actually my worst one of the one. more. No, they're one of the more easier ones, but obviously, you know that they're one of the more easy ones to over rotate. Yeah, yeah, that's the scariest one. Yeah, but yeah, I always under rotate it on purpose. That's the so key. That, yeah, so that you either land it or you just your feet come down and then you slide on your butt after to your butt. Yeah, yeah, and if you throw a Louis in there, it slows it down. There you so go. There's a trick tip, pro tip. That is top tip from Montre on how to flip. Um, I learned, I learned that from Joe Atkinson. Shout out Joe Atkinson. He's at the camps right now, subbing in for me. Thank you, Joe Atkinson. You the man. Joe's, yeah. Joe's just living it right now. I'm seeing his doing double yeah. backflips off cliffs. I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's what the first thing I thought about when we started talking about Blaney Camp. Yeah, his, his Instagram stories. Yeah. Um, so I think we're gonna open it up to some questions from some of our viewers right now. But before that, wanted to do, Austin and I could do both of our spiels. Mine will be, if you could please follow us. If you're watching us live right now, please hit the like button. Um, if you do not, fo- if you're watching us live and you don't follow us, if you're watching us at any point, go to our YouTube, hit the subscri- subscribe button, go to the notification bell. So when we get a live show going on, it notifies you. We have iTunes, go there, give us a five-star rating, please. Give us a comment, um, share the video, go to our Instagram, follow us if you don't already. We're almost at 10,000, so we're going to do a nice little giveaway soon. Yeah, I think by the next episode, we should be at 10,000, so yeah, have something in store. Ring that bell, ding, ding. And also, we have a, pa- <laughs> we have a Patreon, and um, so if you want to support us through that, that'd be cool. It helps us you know, get these things going, keep our Zoom going. When we can travel again, we travel to events, uh, Winter Clash, Power, whatever we can get to, do live episodes back going again. And if you want to ask Montreal a question, we will get to your question. But we also encourage to do Super Chats because we give half of our money to our guest. And it's just uh, one of our little ways to to try to get a few extra bucks in our, in our people's pockets. Yeah. Let's shout out our super chatters so far. We have, yeah. uh, we have a bunch in here. Dave Lang lines, then media lines and media said uh, 2005 super hick. My buddies were competing in the M division. Tom announced Montre in their heat. They were like, no, we just watched him in black market. How is that fair? Ha ha ha. <laughs> it's a little story from him. Uh, shout out also shred major Ricardo Lino. 
So get it, Montre. But by the way, Shred Major says, thanks for the inspiration, Montre. Stoked that you are here, still killing it. Um, Sean Michelson. Till the wheels fall off. With, with the breadsticks. Uh, Mr. Wedgwood. Um, well, I guess he, I guess this is a, maybe a question. Is Alup Unity a real trick? Is this question worth 20 bucks? Because <laughs> he super chatted 20 bucks. <laughs> so is Alup Unity a real trick? You have to answer it. Oh, this debate. Um, <laughs> no, answer. no, no. Okay, we're going to leave it. I'm a Savannah man. Okay, I didn't expect yeah. that. All right. But let me finish going through these super chats before Fish goes and asks uh, the questions. Uh, Jordan Howard, yo, Jump Street got me back on blading at 28. Montre, Billy, and Austin got me so pumped to skate back nine plus years ago. Thank you for blading. Thank you, Jordan. Um, D. Ramos, Jeff Metz, thank you so much for all your positivity. Alan Bomber's back. Yoshwan Smith. Damn, I've been waiting for this one. Montre is the man, he says. That's right. Montre is the man. Butter TV says Ruby Tuesday, baby. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. Do That's the Butter it. TV sticker. <laughs> Smiley Juggles. Uh, Eric Miller. A little mustard. Tucker Freeland for the homie Montre. And Hit It Wet. I don't know if Hit It Wet says anything. It's not letting me scroll. You have a question. Yeah, Hit It Wet says, oh, I can't see that. How did your heels feel after Pow Wow 10? <laughs> yeah, I felt the ground shake a few times when you... We're doing some of those like 540s and shit at, at Powwow. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Actually, um, my hills are fine. I didn't, um, for Powwow, I just literally the last 540 is the only thing that got me. And I, um, that was the one I felt. Tore, I tore my meniscus. What? Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't skate for like three and a half months after that, dude. You I kind of collapsed yeah, after I'm... you did it too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was just out of, like, I, emotion or what? Dude, as soon as I landed, I heard a pop. And so when I turned around to roll away and look at the crowd, my head was kind of like, yeah, I landed it, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, yeah. but something went wrong. So yeah. I, like, turned around and laid down. And <laughs> like, I was, like, trying to fill it out. And as soon as, like, I got got up and sat down for, like, five minutes, my knee swelled up like a like a big old ball like it was huge it was insane yeah i didn't know that yeah i could barely walk you good now though oh yeah man i took uh took the three months off i didn't drink or anything i mean well, obviously i smoked a lot that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's also during the time where i got the the uh hemp flower so i didn't have to smoke so much and um once i started my knee which i have a uh, follow my youtube channel also uh, I have a tutorial on like different ways how to like work out your knee after a couple of months of healing from a meniscus injury. That's sick. So, staying fit with Trey. Get at your boy. Yeah. Very but, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, after after I started doing that, I actually was quadding throughout this entire time of the uh, not the entire time of the knee injury, but around the time where I started really like getting movement back because quads are very flat. I don't have that mm -hmm. easy bend ratio, so my knees weren't weren't ever giving. So keeping my legs strong, I was quadding and then started working out, doing minor stretches and minor leg workouts, and then boom! Once my birthday hit, I put on my farmers and did a kink rail. 
Third try. So just sick. So juiced. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, well, so I took that sucked, dude. I never tore a meniscus there. I know I've messed up my right knee a couple of times, but I no think surgery? This... Nah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's good yeah, you to go that route. Then you gotta learn once you like I started doing research. So much research, so much research, and a bunch of the things that I was looking up were they were all saying like, yeah, you don't necessarily need surgery for a meniscus tear, depending on the tear. Yeah. Since mine, since I started to heal kind of quickly and was able to kind of walk pretty fast, even with a little limp, um, I was just like, all right, I'm going to wait it out. I'm not going to do yeah. anything. And on top of that, the pandemic hit, so I couldn't go to the hospital and yeah. get it treated. Oh, yeah. That was serious. So I really did have to wait it out. So that's when I actually started doing more and more and more research. And I found out, yeah, you don't have to, depending on the tear, you don't need surgery and it'll heal on itself. That's amazing. Insane. Yeah. Congrats. So, yeah, man. Glad to have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, um, let's get, let's get to some of these questions. I mean, Austin, do you want to quickly hit bomb? Uh, yeah, everyone make sure you check out hitbomb.com for 100% plant-based organic CBD oil and bombs. So like Mantra was saying, you could, you could smoke the ganj or you could get some CBD, rub it on, make sure you're all yeah. good again. Um, yeah. Use code JUMPSTREET for checkout for 15% off your entire order. Hitbomb.com. And let's get into some of these questions because we got a bunch. Um, Jeff Metz, is, I'm not sure what kind of questions this, this is, but he says helmets. <laughs> oh, I'm a big... <laughs> I'm a big advocate of helmets. I'm in the helmet gang. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, I might lose a couple of followers for this, but all of my next, all of my edits are, they're going to have helmets. Everything you see me, every time you see me skate, I'm most likely going to be wearing a helmet. That is just a thing. Got to be smarter, you know, skate smarter, not harder. And um, sure. if you don't like it, I don't care because I like my health. You Save know. your brain, man. Trust me. Yeah. As someone who's had some brain injuries, that's good to take care of your brain. You had to yeah, team man. up with like Power Slide and make like a, a Montre Pro helmet with dreads on it. So you can still shake your dreads and wear a helmet at the same time. <laughs> or maybe they can have more holes in them so I can pull them just out of them. You know? Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Colin Davenport has a couple uh good good questions this first one is you seem to lace everything what is the single most difficult trick for you to learn to learn hmm was it, to, it just has to be anything to do with certain negative tricks negatives are your weakness yeah you're such a positive guy <laughs> that was fucking corny my bad <laughs> that was good it was good right. it was good i like that but yeah, no, nah, um, negatives, I struggle with negatives the most. So yeah, I try not to tell a lot of the kids that because I do play a lot of kids and skate whenever I travel. <laughs> Everyone just, knows uh, your weakness now. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I just, if they want to do the negative tricks, once you mess up. That's it. You're whoo! in trouble now. It was like the same when I, when I used to play skate with Mike Johnson back in the day. He used to like do all these super hard tricks, but I would just do like negative mistrial. He'd be like, you fuck you. <laughs> so um, Colin Davenport also said, another question is, uh, this is a fun question. 
Yeah. With unlimited resources, what kind of skate would you design and produce? Mm. That's a good question. It's tough. With unlimited resources? Unlimited. Yeah. No limits. Limits don't exist. I definitely have to be a hover skate of some sort. <laughs> That's sick. That's yeah. Elon Musk shit. I love that yeah, direction. <laughs> hover yeah, skates, like, he said. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, of course. No, if it's if it's no no holds bars, yes, I'm trying to fly. I'm trying to be <laughs> able to hit that rail way up there. <laughs> That's and then I'm trying to also triple misty flip off, and right when I'm about to hit the ground, I can go. <laughs> The boosters, <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> no sure. impact. Save those meniscuses. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. For sure. That's yeah. fucking funny. I love that answer. That was so good. I wasn't expecting that at all. Take that. Um, I, I actually I like this question too. Um, I'm not sure if you're into this too deeply, but who who's uh, MMA Via says who's your favorite UFC fighter from MMA Via? I don't have one. You don't have one? No. And there you go. Good. I wasn't well, going to ask that because I don't know anything about it. Uh, who's your UFC favorite skater? Good. Mark Sean asks a, a good follow up. I definitely don't have one favorite skater. Um, dude, come on. Tough questions, huh? <laughs> All right. So, mm. so, well, I mean, it would have to be Frankie. Frank mm-hmm. Morales, only because that's my reason for skating. Shout out, Frankie. Holla. Hell Frankie, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, nah, bro. It's my bro, John John, always. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, nah, Amazing. John John. Definitely still my favorite skater for sure. Tight. He's skating oh, yeah. so good now, still. So, of course. Yo, you guys go together. posting lately are fucking nuts. You guys are the sickest team ever. Like lamb and tuna fish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, David Bank asks, Montre, are there any stunts that you didn't land that you're determined to go back and land? If so, where slash what are they? Mm, I don't think there are any. There's, There's a rail, a green rail, a Pretty fat. It's not a squirrel, which is square rail, but we call <laughs> squirrels, if y'all don't know. Squirrel. Uh, yeah, that makes sense, right? I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> All right, but um, so yeah, there's a, a rail that I tried to backslide in one of the say words. I think it might be say word two. It's a giant drop rail. And um, halfway through it, I lose... I lose the grab and end up like coming up and almost falling on my face. I just kind of slap the ground and I'm pretty sure I never did that rail again. But that's when, when you ask the question, that's the only thing that popped up in my head because I, yeah, no, I, I don't give up. You're determined. Love that. I think um, the, one, the one time, wait, the one time I did try to give up, on a trick, shout out AJ from Viberlux. He didn't let me give up. He was like, nah, we'll just come back. But it's that uh, one of my last tricks of my Viberlux trailer beer section 
go check it out on Vibrolux YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's like the alley oop top sole on a kink rail to transfer to the other rail top sole for a top sole. Sick. I didn't oh, want to yeah. do it anymore, dude. I was worn out. It defeated me. And then we went back after, or like we left, came back the next day after a very good session, like a really good one. He was like, yo, you want to just go back there and try to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's go. I ain't going to let it be. Sick. But that was worth it. Yeah, it was definitely worth it. That's why I say it was one of the hardest tricks that I had done, like, in that video, I'm like, yeah, it's one of the hardest tricks I've pretty much ever done. Because I'm gonna was, watch this after this. Yeah, that was it was scary watching you do that after watching what happened to Shane Scour on that rail. I saw you skating it like in the in the edit, and the first time you're skating up to it because it's a long shot, I think. I'm like, no, not this rail. And I saw you jump on it, and you weren't landing it. I'm like, I don't want to watch anymore. Like, I can't watch yeah. anymore because I have to watch Shane Scour. I'm like, nah. Yeah, it's such a weird rail because it's like, of course, it's a kink rail, but the kink isn't flat to it's give you like that push yeah it's still angled down so mm -hmm. it's like you don't get that extra help that you would normally have from a kink to pop mm -hmm. off to transfer at all yeah so even if you're just grinding through the kink like i alley you top sold it by accident all the way through and it freaked me out because i was waiting i've tried to you know get ready for the kink yeah and it was not it there it was just, oh man that's a weird like, feeling then yeah. Yeah. It's a very weird route. Um, I'm, there's been a few more super chats, so I'm going to get to the we're yeah, questions. So we'll put them in front. Um, but uh, Lawrence Den Media said, uh, dial back to 07. Skating and filming with you for a week was insane. Motivating experience. Homie laced the section yeah, with the hotness. Humble and cool. Hope to catch you with the lens again one day. Lawrence Den Media. Lions Den. And um, Aaron Schultz, shout out Aaron Schultz. He said, have you fakey 720 Alib sold since Bitter Cold Showdown? And had you seen that trick done prior to you doing it then? Yeah, I, um, before Bitter Cold Showdown, I did that trick for the first time in a different contest, a very smaller contest. Um, I want to say it was like, some extremes i know i was i was with kilgore and and john john and we just went on a road trip um i really can't remember where it was but that was the very first first time i found out i could do that trick uh bitter cold um like a triangle a triangle box to a rail that uh wasn't nearly as high as the rail that bitter cold but I also had a launch to it. I also did it in the uh, Cayman Islands. Actually, wait, that's the first time I think I did it. I did it in the Cayman Islands. And then I did it at that contest where uh, that contest, I think I won best trick for that trick. And then I did it at Bitter Cold. But right after Bitter Cold, I did it in, I did it in uh, our, me and John John go to, South America edits. Check out some of those edits. I think we're in Chinchina and um, I do the fake seven alley of soul there. That's like, I do it like three mm. times. And then, yeah, I've done it. Do you have I multiple seven alley of souls in your belt? Yeah, yeah. 
it's one of it's one of those things like after after you've done it a bunch you want to make sure you still have it like yeah. i anytime i roll a blade i almost do a hurricane topsoil every time just because i want to make sure i always can do it i like that yeah. i should start doing that more i want to get hurricane topsoils down um, yeah, hurricane topsoils what are you talking uh, both ways i haven't done one in in mad long but um Speaking of like the South America tour, I, I, we have a ton of questions here, by the way, and we, we should get to all the as many as we can. But um, I, I wanted to personally ask you something real quick before I forget, because it goes along the lines of the South America shit uh, with NIM or SSM. I, I don't even know if this is on that tour, but that big ass Alley Soul 360 off the roof that you did, I heard that was an accident. Oh, yeah. It wasn't was that really an accident. Yeah, dude. Okay, so. <laughs> We went to that spot because Joey Chase, like we had already been skating some stuff and Joey was like, yeah, I got this, this banger and you know, we're filming, you know. Where was that? Yeah, where was that? That was in, in Florida. It was right after the powwow okay. that me, Joey and John John murdered. <laughs> <laughs> we went there, we, we literally went there and we're like, all right, we're all going to win this. It's going to be one, two, three somehow or something like that. And I... It, I think it was exactly that or or something along the lines. But the next day we were just juicing, going out skating to get some clips. And we went to that parking deck thing. And yeah, Joey wanted the negative acid it and 180 out or something. I'm pretty sure it's negative acid 180 out. And I was just up there to hype him up. Not up there to do it. But to make it like I was gonna do it and always not really do it and just keep coming off at mm -hmm. you know at the edge because you could still like you could slide the whole thing and stop yeah like a foot before you're about to drop off of yeah it's a good way to build. test it yeah yeah so excuse me so Joey went he did he did the negative acid one eighty off and you know he. He stuck and fell, and he needed to be hyped to get back up, to, you know, to do it again. So once he mm -hmm. came back up, there, I was like, "Yo, I'm about to, you just fucking did that shit. I'm about to do it too. I'm about to do it right here and right after I do it, you come right behind me and you do it, and that's it. Like that's how it's gonna happen." And <laughs> I skated up to it, just like I was gonna do it, like I said I was gonna do it, and my intentions were to grind it. And stop. Yeah. But when I lock on, if you like alley oop soles as much as I know, or I do, <laughs> you know that the alley oop soles have a window. Mm -hmm. And if you got that window open, <laughs> that means you're locked in. If you got yeah. it down, you can kind of get off. Yeah. Once that window's open, you're kind of locked in. So I jumped on, my window went open and turned me this way. To where I was sliding too fast and I couldn't do anything but jump off. <laughs> and I'm, when I tell you I'm serious, I was literally just going like this and I was like, oh, I'm on it, I'm on it. And I was like, hold a grab. I just went for the mute, held it, looked at the ground, and when it came to me, that's that's the clip. That's so, so perfect for an accident that it's like unbelievable. I know exactly what you mean too. You did the alley soul and you kind of like over rotated too much on it where you were just backwards already, kind of right. Yeah, and, like, oh, yeah, and I just had I said, oh fuck it. Fuck. And it was since it was like to me, Joey Chase is one of the most 
badass dudes on the East Coast after like fucking Rob Thompson type shit, you know? Like Joey was the fucking man. So this was kind of like my initiation to being badass like Joey. Because to me, Joey was the fucking craziest dude. And yeah, he still is a badass too. Yeah, of course, dude. Yeah. His newest VOD, I'll go check that out. It's incredible. Yeah, it's fire. Um, we got a ton of questions, but to be honest, I don't think we're gonna get to them all. Maybe it's we'll a just lot. Take, it's nonstop. We'll just take we'll just take two or maybe three more. Yeah. Um, go for it, get one. So Stay a couple up. people have asked about a blade rematch with Haffy. They're wondering when, they're gonna, when that's going to happen. <laughs> Happy's I'm a hard man to get a hold of. Yeah. I mean, Happy's got his priorities straight, man. He's got his kid and everything. He's chilling. Yeah. I Damn. mean, if he ever if he ever comes up doing his uh, Blade thing again, for sure. I would love to have that. It'd be awesome. That's the homie. You were his yeah. first victim, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a tough yeah. one. He had a battle at the Bitter Cold Park, too. Yeah, he almost got really hurt during the contest as well. Yeah. Or during the, the Game of Blades, which really sucked. We were, we were really bummed out, but he came back and he was fucking chilling. <laughs> um, BMAG official uh, wants to know, your thoughts on equality, women in blading, and the role of blade media? Shout out to Bladies. You got, you, got, you got a sticker for everything on that bottle. Yeah, well, the things I like to represent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, my stance is I stand with them as much as I can. And, like, I'm a very big advocate of the Blades. Big up. And they need more. Um, we need to be equal. I mean, this is, come on, this is, this is rollerblading at this point. Why can't we all? be getting the same pay and like like contests and shit like regardless if you want to have an open contest like oh you, you know like that doesn't that doesn't make it that's defeating the purpose of really i can go about this um i stand with all my ladies and i hope that soon we all get a change for y'all for sure and yeah all that good stuff yeah, I like to see that going the right direction. I mean, it was good to see the event at Pow Wow. I, re I really thought they, they did a good job showcasing the ladies, at least in, in terms of just it. like the space for them. They, they were skating in the heat, too. Holy moly, they were killing it. <laughs> they were, didn't want to stop, too. Yeah, it was incredible. There should be more Blady Pro skates out there. Oh, yeah. Shout out to USC for making that Aeon that's coming out. Yeah. It's going to be sick. And shout out, ladies, for having influence with that the whole collaboration that's super sick or is it blade ladies is it ladies someone someone help me out there is it huh? blade blade ladies blade ladies ladies the same thing right we could do, we could do both <laughs> i think that's okay oh I feel, like, I feel like the instagram the instagram changed from ladies to blade ladies did it i didn't notice that if it did i'm not sure I mean, I've seen I've seen Blade Ladies a lot. Either way, shout out all my Bladies. And my Blade Ladies, all of them. Yeah. Whatever you like. Whatever whatever you want to call yourself. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Da, 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 da. I think one or two more. 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. Let me. I'm trying to find a good one. Um, John Ortiz wants to know for a quick one if you're coming hey. to the to the Pope off. Is it gonna pop off if I come to the Pope off? Is it gonna pop off at the Pope off? <laughs> <laughs> you know New York uh, loves you, man. Yeah, of course I gotta come up, huh? Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's just right around the corner, isn't it? It's like yeah. three weeks from now or something. Yeah, I'm. I don't see why not. Sick. Yeah, I'll see you, John. I'll see you, Ortiz. See this? I, I don't know what this what this is, and uh, I don't know. But let me ask: Do you feel more positive after the July Fourth post because of support you got from other bladers, or pissed because of the backlash from shitheads? Goes without saying that the real ones will always support you. I don't know what that that is. I don't know what that is either. What's the July Fourth post? Oh shit! Okay, I was I was confused. I kind of lost you there. I I miss. I think I missed half of that. Do you want me to ask it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. one more time. Okay. I'm sorry. He said, "17 BKS says, do you feel more positive after the July Fourth post because of support you got from other bladers, or pissed because of the backlash from shitheads?" Goes without saying that the real ah. ones will always support you. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a really a really crazy uh outcome from my july the fourth post where i posted fuck the fourth hashtag black lives matter okay <clears throat> and um the responses i got were absolutely insane what i took from it was being people being brought to light with their their actual feelings and I definitely loved all the good feedback that I got. And I mean, yeah, you, like you, it's like any other thing, like, like what, it opened my eyes to racism actually being within this sport that I love so much. And I like that the people that feel the way that they felt let their true colors show so that I can know who they were. And thank everybody that is behind change, you know, because we definitely need it. Oh, yeah. It's good that you, you talked about it and, and threw it out there, though. The awareness <laughs> is, is definitely key to making a change and a difference. Absolutely, man. Oh. Can I... I think should we, should we, 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 we we've been said real quick too. Bladies is blade ladies, so you know. Okay. It is blade ladies. Yep, that's what that's, I thought. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. We, I'm trying to make sure I'm with y'all, ladies. Yep, that's it. No Shout out what. Thank you for clarifying, Michaela. I appreciate. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, real quick before we go, what is in the big point behind you? <laughs> it's Himalayan Kush. <laughs> I'm not whole, supposed to light it. I'm not supposed to light it until um, New Year's. Until New Year's? How long have you been holding that on for? Um, that's not real. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's full. Yeah, it's full. You're I see tape on it, the, though. The filter is like this big. Oh, yeah, okay. because I couldn't keep it close. It's not a, it's not a wallpaper. <laughs> so that's really full? Yeah, it's just shit weed. Oh, I lost you guys. I lost somebody. Nah, um, 
No, did you lose me? Oh, there I am. No, we're good. Yeah, oh, there you are. I mean, I yeah, saw myself yeah. and I thought it was weird. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's that guy? How did he get here? How did he get here? Who's that? Who's that other guy? <laughs> um, Austin, do you want to do one more question? Uh, if we're um, going to do one more, let's just do, let's see. Uh, Nick Stance asks, which two top sold do you like more, the downtown LA one or the one with the drop, the curve rails? I think he means the one from the truth, too, the, the squirrel yeah, the rail. Truth. The truth two. Truth two one? What's the downtown yeah. LA one? I can't think of that one. What is that? I did that one in the uh the one thing. Huh? The, the one thing? The one thing. The one mag thing. The one video? No. I had a I had like a Montre goes to LA thing with them or something. I don't remember what it's called. But the truth two one, the, the Philly one where you go underground? Yeah, yeah. That one that was the one. That one was definitely epic. Someone else asked about that too, uh, above. That's why I, I felt we should ask that one. Yeah, that's. I did that one because Murder told me that he left a spot for me since he couldn't <laughs> do it. And it's like around the time he got hurt because Murder was also a, a influence and a, a mentor. And he'd just be like, yo, Peanut, you got to do this. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I went to that spot as a homage to the murder so that's yeah. so sick was he that day no he wasn't even there then but he was living in philly then too should have been there was he living in philly then? i think he was yeah i think so true two days i think he was still living in philly yeah, he could be right well yeah, 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 yeah. he was living in philly You're right yeah yeah but yeah either way that was uh that was for murder murder was like yeah you gotta do it <laughs> well hell yeah that's a good one to do it by and you know what dang this has been a two-hour podcast mm-hmm. dang before we leave you with some some uh first of all i want to thank you and uh thank you for your time thank you for everyone who oh, watched the show everyone who uh interacted with us uh the super chats thank you very much um and uh yeah Montre, do you have any parting words of wisdom for the people in the community of rollerblading absolutely hello everyone be kind to one another you know what i mean it's crazy world we live in and it's only getting crazier until that change comes so just be happy be positive be cool good vibes only let's get it love that yeah this was awesome man mantra thanks so much for coming on uh thanks all like 180 something of you who have been watching this whole time Everyone, I, sorry we couldn't get to all your questions, but this is more reason to get Montreal again. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we could do it live after this whole goddamn thing blows over. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke and, th- and thanks for, you know, popping our cherry on this show, man. Yeah, the big six nine, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big six nine. Perfect. <laughs> all, right, all right. Much love. Well, Montreal, thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace. Woo!